0: Welcome to the podcast of Maranatha Ministries. I'm Rick Frank, Senior Pastor of Maranatha, and I pray you'll be blessed by today's message. You can access all of our church information by going to our website at www.mmchurch.com or on all social media by searching at Church. And now be blessed by listening to today's message. Praise God. Amen. All right, I'm going to pick up where I left off last week, and I think this is going to be the final part, part number five, talking about the faithlessness of the faithful. I'm reading from Proverbs chapter 9, verse number 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. In Psalm 34, in verse 4, the psalmist wrote and said, I sought the Lord, and he heard me and he delivered me from all my fears. In Psalm 111 verse number 10, the Bible tells us that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and a good understanding have all those who do his commandments, his praise endures forever. And 2 Timothy chapter one verse seven tells us that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love And of a sound mind. And so from those verses, I'm going to preach what I believe is the final part, depending on how far I get, the final part five of this that I've been talking about, the faithlessness of the faithful, and I have subtitled this part, Fear is a Liar. Can you say amen? Fear is a liar. Let's pray together, Jesus, we ask that by your spirit you will touch in this house, bless our hearts, our minds, our understanding to hear the word of the Lord. Lead us and guide us. Use us, Lord, and deliver us from all of our fears. I pray in Jesus' wonderful name. And everyone said, Amen. You can be seated. Why don't we give Jesus one more hand clap of praise together and magnify Him and love Him. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I want to begin today by picking up where we left off, but I want to just begin by simply saying that None of us are where we could be at this time in our lives. Every one of us could be further ahead. And the reason we aren't any further ahead is because of fear. I hate to be a bearer of bad news, but we all deal with it. We all fight it. We all struggle with fear. And so the question is, and maybe not even as much as we realize, but the question is, how do we conquer it? And in order to conquer it, we do indeed need to understand where fear comes from. I asked the question last week, or the questions, and I want to just rephrase those real quick. What caused Abraham to lie to Pharaoh about Sarah being his wife? And uh, what caused Abraham to lose faith in in God's promise that God would give him and Sarah a promised son? And instead he went into Hagar and had a child with her. What caused Abraham to again lie to Abimelech after seeing the power of God manifest himself in dealing with Pharaoh and all that had taken place, and yet does the same thing again and lies a second time, this time to Abimelech, telling him that Sarah is his sister and not his wife? The answer is fear. Fear caused him to do all of these things, and in some cases, fear caused him to repeat his wrongs, He feared the wrong things. And sometimes we also fear the wrong things. The songwriter wrote and said, fear is a liar with a smooth and velvet tongue. Fear is a tyrant always telling me to run. Can you say amen? Fear told Abraham that Pharaoh is going to kill you if you're honest with him. Fear told Abraham that God couldn't give him and Sarah a promised son. Fear told Abraham that Abimelech would kill him, even though Pharaoh blessed him under the same circumstances. Abimelech is not Pharaoh, and Abimelech will kill you. Fear told him that, but fear is a liar. Fear is a liar. God is true. Fear is a liar always telling us to run. God is the truth always telling us to stand still and see the salvation of God. Can you say amen? So first of all, I want to point out that the fear Abraham dealt with and the fear that we often deal with is not from God because the Bible tells us, we read it earlier, That God has not given us the spirit of fear. And so, if we do struggle with fear and it did not come from God, then where does it come from? Where does fear come from? There are only three places, possible places, that fear can possibly come from the world, your flesh, or the devil. That's where fear comes from. One of those three areas causes us to be fearful of some things. Now, since the world is made up of flesh, let me talk about the world and our flesh as one. The world, when the Bible talks about the world, in most cases it is not talking about the planet Earth. It's talking about worldly, the spirit of the world and uh, humanity. The only difference between the world and flesh is that the world is mankind as a whole while our flesh is us personally. Amen? Everybody understand that? We live with intimidation for a number of reasons. We are intimidated by, by numerous things, and for each one of us, what intimidates us may be different than what intimidates somebody else. But all of us are intimidated by certain things. And uh, for instance, some people are intimidated because they didn't get the confidence they needed to put into into their spirits when they were children because maybe they didn't have a mother or maybe they didn't have a father. Perhaps we experienced some kind of abuse when we were younger. Maybe we were smaller in size than our peers. Maybe we were uglier. Uh, Maybe we were weaker. Maybe we were dumber. Maybe we were the brunt of everyone's jokes. Whatever it is, whatever causes us to become intimidated and to feel fearful of stepping up and standing firm on our beliefs. Uh, Maybe we were physically or mentally handicapped. Maybe we were poor. Maybe we were an only child. Maybe there were too many children. The list goes on and on, as goes the number of reasons that we now deal with fear And we are now intimidated by various things in this world. Can you say amen? Amen. Secondly, you have your adversary, the devil, who wants to expound upon that fear and use it to his advantage and to your disadvantage. He wants to keep you under the bondage of his intimidation to assure himself of your ineffectiveness. He wants you to be ineffective in your walk with God. And so he uses all kinds of tactics and accusations against you. How many of you ever felt like you were no good? How many of you ever felt like you weren't as good as those other people? How many of you ever felt like you didn't match up with the intelligence of this group of people? How many of you ever felt like you were too weak? You were too dumb? You were too ugly? You were too fat? You were too skinny? You were too this? You were too that? Too old? Too young? On and on the list goes that our adversary, the devil, wants to throw at us as to the reasons why you can't trust God to do what God said He will do. Speaking of the devil, you know in Revelations 12 and 10, my wife quotes this a lot to people. (laughs) Revelation 12 and 10, I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is salvation. Now has come salvation and strength in the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down. The devil who accuses us of all of these things not smart enough, not good looking enough, not intelligent enough, not powerful enough, not strong enough, whatever it is. He's the accuser of the brethren. He is cast down. But listen to this backhanded information list that the Bible gives us. Almost writing it here is an afterthought, and yet there's so much to understand from this statement. Listen carefully. The accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before God day and night. He does not miss an opportunity to accuse you of not being able to do everything God said you can do. He doesn't sleep at night. While you're sleeping, he'd like to get into your dreams. While you're laying in bed getting ready for sleep, he'd like to get into your thoughts to affect your dreams. When you awake in the morning, he's been waiting for you to wake up so he can put thoughts of doubt in your mind. Day and night, he's constantly accusing you of something to make you feel worthless and unable to live for God the way God said you can. Can you say amen? Amen. So now that we know where fear comes from, and we know where it didn't come from, what are we going to do about it? What are we going to do about this fact that we have a devil that accuses us day and night it makes us believe it's ourselves. Ever tell yourself you're no good? Ever tell yourself you don't match up? You ever tell yourself you can't do that? You never tell yourself you can't? My friend, God has put in us His Spirit. You can do anything God said you can do. So when you're thinking that way, you're pulling His thoughts into your mind. So now we know where it didn't come from. What are we going to do about it? Well, first, we must, of necessity, recognize that we are intimidated by objects, things, people, places, groups of people, you name it. We are intimidated by them and how those intimidations have affected our lives. Why are you not as effective as you could be? Because you're intimidated by something. In fact, sometimes those who seem the least intimidated by anything are actually the most intimidated by everything. They're just putting up a good front. Don't you? Listen, don't be sold out because someone acts so bold like they got it all together. You should see them when they're alone. You should see the bully when someone stands up to them. He's all that when everybody's backing down. But he's all that because he himself is fearful. And the moment someone shows I'm not afraid of you, suddenly he wilts. Like a, like a, what wilts fast? A morning flower by the time the sun comes up. If there is such a thing as a morning flower, it just sounded good. For everyone it's different. Some are intimidated by confrontation. Some are intimidated by authority. Some are intimidated by the opposite sex some by any kind of commitment whatsoever to anybody. Some are intimidated by the thought of marriage lasting a lifetime, some are intimidated by children, some are intimidated by church membership, some are intimidated by offering their services in the church, be a Sunday school teacher, a greeter, sweeping the floors, afraid of that kind of commitment. Some are intimidated by any kind of responsibility, Some suffer from theophobia. We all know what theophobia is, right? So some, I'll just move on. Oh, we don't? Some suffer from theophobia, which means they're afraid of God. I'm not afraid of God. I love God. Yeah, but you're not afraid of God? How many of you really have your ears open for God to tell you anything He wants you to do, and you're going to say, okay, okay? Some of us aren't asking because we're afraid of what he's going to (laughs) say. And we'd rather just not ask than to get the answer we know is coming. So don't tell me none of us are afraid of God. That's theophobia. Some of us suffer from pantophobia. You know what that is from last week, right? Fear of everything. But with God's help... You can identify your fears, your anxieties, your insecurities, and you can conquer them. You have to take it to the Lord. I'm going to be honest with you. This is, this is me being honest with you that I have oftentimes, many times, in fact, in prayer, told the Lord, I'm afraid of this. I'm afraid of doing what I know you're asking me to do. I've told the Lord that. This is hard for me. I know what your will is, and I'm fearful of actually trying to do that. David said, help thou my unbelief. Help my, help my fear. I've been, I'm very honest with the Lord. That's, that's one thing I am. When I'm afraid, I tell him I'm afraid. When I feel him telling me to do something, I don't want to do it, I tell him, Lord, I'm afraid of doing that. Can you say Amen. But I think sometimes the biggest fear, maybe even the bigger fear that we sometimes face as Christians in general is fear of what the world's going to think of us. We desperately want to fit in. We desperately want to be part of the world. We don't want to be looked at as oddballs in the world, in society. We don't want to be talked down. And the devil has worked overtime over the generations to, to bring such... Uh, a negative slant towards true Christianity that we'd rather fit in with something that's more popular in the world. And we need to, we need to seek God and we need, to, we need to live the way God wants us to live. We don't want the world to think we're weird. We don't want the world to think we're different. So we sometimes try to act like them and look like them and talk like them and walk like them and at least be as much as possible like them and still think we're saved. And you say Amen. So, I've been saying over and over lately again, I want to say it again we're not supposed to be being influenced by the world. We are supposed to be the influencers. The world should be influenced by us, not the church being influenced by the world. So, let's stand firm, let's trust God, and let's live for God like never before. Praise God. 2 Corinthians 6.17 says, To come on out from among them, be separate, saith the Lord. And Matthew Jesus told us, let your light shine. Don't be afraid to let your light shine before men, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Can you say Amen. So secondly, we must understand what God did give us, and we need to begin to make a mental decision, a mental choice, to start making ourselves live and act according to what God did give us, because He didn't give us the spirit of fear. But what did He give us? Well, He gave us power, love, and a sound mind. That's what He gave us. So I want to read three verses of Scripture real quick, and I want to point something out about these three verses that I found very interesting. I trust you will too. In Mark chapter 5, verse 30, Jesus said, Immediately knowing it himself. Now this is the story where the woman crawled up through the crowd and touched the hem of his garment and was healed of her issue of blood. You're familiar with that story, okay? The Bible says when that happened, Jesus immediately knowing himself that virtue... The Bible used the word virtue. didn't say healing power. It said virtue had gone out of him, and he turned about in, in the press of the crowd, and he said, who touched my clothes? How do you know somebody touched your clothes? People are bumping into you all over. No, somebody touched me differently. I, oh, maybe that's another message I should preach. I want to touch him differently than the way this world touches him. When I touch him, I want virtue to flow. (laughs) I got to get off that. I'll preach that message down, forget this one. Virtue came out of him, the Bible said. He said, I felt virtue go out of me. Who touched me? All right, so the word virtue. In Mark chapter 6, verse 2, the Bible said, From whence hath this man, speaking of Jesus, these things? And what wisdom is this which is given unto him that even such mighty works, are wrought by his hands. Mighty works are wrought by the hands of Jesus. Who is this guy that such mighty works are wrought by his hands? And lastly, Mark 9, verse 39 says this. Jesus said, forbid him not, for there is no man which shall do a miracle. There were people praying for people and working miracles in Jesus' name. The apostles tried to stop them. And Jesus said, don't stop them. If they're doing good in my name, let them do it. He said, forbid him not, for there is no man which shall do a miracle in my name that can lightly speak evil of me. How can you do a miracle in the name of Jesus and then speak evil of the one that just, you can't. And so he said, virtue came out of me. Mighty works were wrought by his hands, and, he did a, and somebody did a miracle in his name. Listen carefully. The word virtue, the word that was translated into two words, mighty works, and the word miracle, come from the same Greek word. All three of them, from the same Greek word. You ready for this? As the word power, in Timothy, where he said, God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but the spirit of power is the same Greek word as is used here for virtue, mighty works, and miracles. The same Greek word. This is what comes from God. It is the ability to act in a positive, God-approving manner. That's what God gives us. Not the spirit of fear. Spirit of power. Virtue, mighty works, and miracles. Is what God gives us the ability to do. Someone said, Do the thing you are afraid to do, and the death of fear is certain. Because fear is a coward, by the way, just like the bully. Do what you know is right in the eyes of God, and the fear of everything and everyone else disappears. Anthony Robbins, you know him, motivational speaker, he said this, this is a good statement. If you do what you've always done, you're going to get what you always got. You've heard that? Yeah, yeah. We keep doing the same thing, we expect different results, that's a fool. Teddy Roosevelt said, by acting as if I wasn't afraid, I found that I wasn't. by acting, by doing what I would do if I wasn't afraid, I found out I wasn't afraid. And this is an unknown quote, so I'll lay claim to it. I always claim unknown quotes. In order to get the thing you never had, you must do the thing you never did. Get what you never had You've got to do what you never did. Praise God. One more quote. Can you handle one more from I don't know who this guy is, but Henry Hitt Crane. Anybody familiar with that? I'm not I'm not fearful enough to tell you that my education is not the highest level of university. So I don't know who Henry You're Hitt. Smart. Huh? You're plenty smart. Thank you. In case you can't hear me, it didn't get put on the recording. She said, I'm plenty smart. (laughs) He said, each of us should do something every day that we do not want to do, but we know that we should do to strengthen our backbone and put iron in our soul. That's a good statement, too. Every day we should wake up and say, God, I want to do something for you today that I have always been afraid of doing. Praise God. Listen, I'm going to wrap this up. If Abraham could have reasoned in himself and thought it through and said that the reason I want to tell Pharaoh that Sarah is my sister is because I'm afraid that Pharaoh is going to take my life That's what I'm afraid of, but the truth is God told me it was through this woman that the promised child was going to come, and so he can't take her because God already told me I have her to produce a promised son, and the promised son hasn't come yet, so God's will hasn't been played out, so he's not big enough to thwart God's will. So Pharaoh, that's my wife. Touch her and deal with God. You see, but he was fearful of the wrong thing. Fearful of the wrong thing. If you can identify and acknowledge what it is and in whom it is that your fear lies, you will be more successful at living for God. When you realize, I don't want to do this because I'm afraid. And I mean to tell you, it goes right down to the nitty-gritty. It gets right down. I don't feel like going to church today. Why? Well, I'm afraid I won't, I'll be too tired because I'm really tired this morning. I mean, everything can be traced back to fear of something. Can you say amen? Sometimes it's fear of we have to give up what will it make us happy. You don't know happiness until you put your life in Jesus' hands. Sometimes it's the fear that trusting God. And doing His will and not ours will cause pain and discomfort. You don't know pain and discomfort until you try to take things into your own hands. Don't be afraid of losing your friends. Don't be afraid of losing your family. You just might find that if you serve the Lord, some of them might follow you. How many of us sitting here today have lost family, friends, and members because of our choice to serve God? First lady, lost family, turned their back on her. My family did not like this, fought me. Guess what? We stayed true, lived for God anyway, and many, they're not in church, but they have accepted our walk. And many of my family and yours now respect us. Don't be afraid to live differently than this world. You just might find that honest people in this world might start following you because you're different. And you say amen. And I close with the words to this beautiful song, Ain't No Grave. And it says this, Fear is a liar. The smooth and velvet tongue Fear is a tyrant, is so always telling me to run. But love is a resurrection, and love is a trumpet sound, and love is my weapon. I'm going to take my giants down. Can you say amen? My love for the Lord, or shall I say my fear of the Lord, is greater than my love or fear of anything else. I say that, I struggle with it just like the rest of us. But I want, let me put it this way, I want my love and my fear of God to be greater than my fear of what anybody says, does, or thinks. I want Jesus to be first. So what have we learned in these five sessions that we've talked about? Number one, we learned that we fail. We all fail. Even the father of the faithful failed. Number two, we learn that we sometimes fail in the same area more than once. Because even the father of the faithful failed more than once at the same test. We learn that we fail because our fear is lying to us. We also learned that failure won't defeat us if we will just keep calling on the name of the Lord, no matter what. We also learned that God can right our wrongs if we will keep serving Him. Abraham failed and lied. God blessed. He ended up walking out of Egypt with a blessing. He lied again to Abimelech. He ended up walking away from Abimelech. But God can right you wrong if you'll turn back to him. And lastly, we learned that if we put Jesus first, we will always be victorious. Because fear is lying to us. Can we stand together? Thank you for listening to the Maranatha Ministries podcast. If this message touched you, please make sure to subscribe for more sermons from Pastor Frank and the ministry team here at Maranatha, as well as follow us on our social media platforms. We are located in Schenectady, New York, and if you are in the area, we invite you to join us during our weekly Sunday service starting at 10.30 a.m. We look forward to you joining us again next week for another anointed message. Thank you, and God bless.